0: Up. And then Ronaldo. Oh, oh, oh. Ronaldo! Messi to the near post! Oh, Messi, oh. Messi to the near. now. Here's a Honduran. He'll whip it in back to the far post. Elise! Elber Elise. La Pantanica! It's a Honduran connection. This is Soccer Matters. Brought to you by the Daspit Law Firm. DaspitLaw.com. Here's Glenn Davis. All right, welcome into Soccer Matters on the Horn in Austin, Texas, presented as always by John Daspit, the Daspit Law Firm, daspitlawaustin.com, 512-865-6710 is a number to call. John Daspit, Daspit Law Firm, 512-865-6710. They're bilingual, personal injury attorneys. They will take your case 24-7. Your humble servant here, Glenn Davis, says, uh, we remind you, we stream at hornfm.com. That is also where you can get the podcast of Soccer Matters. Uh, still trying to get my hacked account back up, but you can still follow me at Twitter, at Soccer Matters GD. You can also go there on Instagram, as well as at glen Davis sock. All right, let's get started here. Um, so where to start? <laughs> I know where to start. Let's go with the dramatic five-star entertainment. It was Austin FC at Q2 Stadium this past weekend, getting a win providing the late, late show coming from behind again against Sporting Kansas City. By the way, uh, this team uh, clearly has uh, the powers of recovery. So they come back to win against Sporting four to three in stoppage time. You were likely at that game. If you were, what a day you had. And yes, a goal from who else, but Sebastian Driussi in stoppage time to win it. Incredible insanity in front of a full house. Driussi just continues to deliver. What a fortunate thing that Austin, Texas has a player of this caliber for me right now, up to this point, clearly the MVP of the league, the leading goal scorer, but is just such a uniquely different player. And, you know, if you watch him in different thirds of the field, in other words, if he's in the final third of the field defensively, and he's in front of an Austin FC goal, he's acting like a defender. If he's in the middle of third of the field, He's acting like a midfielder. If he's in the attacking third, you know, he turns into an out-and-out center forward sometimes, the way he can attack balls and get on the end of things. um, Just just an incredible signing. you got to give all credit to Austin FC, but just so much fun to watch and to think, again, as I've said this repeatedly on the show, to think that you can go to Q2 Stadium week in and week out, see Austin FC and him running the show. Pretty remarkable. I would say, make sure you do it now, because uh, there's no telling if he's going to be able to stick around in Major League Soccer. Um, That's a question for Claudio Reyna. Premier League again delivering interesting results this past weekend. Winners include Aston Villa, Arsenal, Manchester City, Brentford. How about one for Nottingham Forest after being promoted? And yes, we have a Leeds update as well, which, by the way, in the Premier League, uh, kind of their alias is Team America. So let's start with Arsenal under Arteta and their push this year to get into the top four in the Premier League. Their big money signing, Gabriel Jesus, he's done it again, he hits for a pair. But not only that, he's involved in all four of the Arsenal goals in the four to two win over Leicester City. So two goals and two assists for Gabriel Jesus who came over from Manchester City. You love when a player leaves an environment that you might say he can be maybe comfortable in, has a slightly different role. And he puts himself in a situation at Arsenal uh, to take the pressure, to be the main man. And he's living up to it so far after two games. And this is a more stout and it's a much higher caliber starting 11 under Arteta this year for Arsenal, who fell short of getting in the top four. And remember, some of the Arsenal fans wanted Arteta out. Don't forget that. Ramsdale and goal, White, Saliba. Gabriel and the newbies and Jenko at left-back, Odegaard, Party, Jacka in midfield in the front three of Martinelli, Saka, and Jesus, which has a wonderful blend of skill and verticality. And by the way, coming into this against Leicester City, Gabriel Jesus had scored while he was at City five times against the Foxes. Love seeing him again be the main man at Arsenal. And Gunnar's fans right now sitting on a full six points along with City, uh, the only two teams in the league to have won their two opening games. So, a couple of things to note about Arsenal that that makes them interesting. Shaka coming out of midfield can provide that late run. They're disguised. He comes late. Um, Zinchenko, who was acquired from City, and if you remember, when he plays with the Ukraine, Zinchenko plays central as a playmaker, but he lines up technically as a left back. Obviously. He's so high up the field, you have to call him a midfielder. Um, and again, he plays an attacking role, central with the Ukraine. So he's versatile. And I wouldn't be surprised if at some point this year, he he does play a little bit more central for Arsenal, if in fact they've got some injury problems or something. Uh, that versatility is something special that you get from Oleksandr Zinchenko. So four minutes into this one, loss of possession. I was enjoying watching this game, by the way. Gave Lester the the first good chance of the game. Aaron Ramsdale comes out, makes a big save. He narrows the angle on Wesley Fofana to save. Um, Moment of brilliance from uh, Gabriel Jesus would get the game started. Let's just call it a marquee moment where he is inside the box. Now, this is after a combination of a, a number of small passes in tight areas. He's on a planted foot and from an angle just I don't know what the word eh, caresses it delicately chips it into the far side netting he beats danny ward in goal for leicester city this comes in the 23rd minute it sounded like this and gabriel jesus was not done in the first half he would get a second this time he seals off the back post on a corner with a header in the 35th now this corner is driven in so hard that the leicester defender at the near post can't firmly and squarely get a head on it. It skims off the top of his half, his head, like a rocket, goes to the back post, but any, like any good striker, um, Gabriel Jesus seals off that back post, gets a header, that makes it two nil. And again, the value of the hard driven in cross, off corners, off run of play, difficult for defenders to defend, can lead to own goals, can lead to, to s- slight alterations of the direction of the ball. So Jesus gets a second for Arsenal. It sounded like this. Jaka and Martinelli would get goals in the 55th and 75th. And then, uh, uh, of course, an own goal and one by James Madison late for Leicester would make this 4-2. It would look a little closer uh, than potentially it actually really was. Now let's talk about uh, Austin Villa. 2-1 over Everton and Frank Lampard. Austin Villa gets goals from Danny Ings and Emiliano Buendia uh, for Manchester United. It's a huge mess. They go down 4-0 to Brentford. Uh, they were down 4-0 at halftime, by the way. De Silva, Nessen, Bensi, and Bueno all score inside 35 minutes. So my phone is ringing. I'm getting text messages from my Manchester United buddies, um, even, even from one or two that are at their watch party. And they're just in astonishment. And I guess we should be in astonishment. But then again, if we really track what's going on prior here for so many years now at United, the consequences of years of bad decision-making by, by non-football people, it makes it sad to see it at Old Trafford. And, and as I've mentioned to you, I have a great friend, Tom Clare who continues his courageous battle uh, to fight cancer. He's an author. Uh, grew up watching Manchester United and the Busby Babes. He's got an incredible lens. hes I've gone to Old Trafford with him. They had a testimonial dinner for him at, at the football hotel, which is right near the stadium. And it's just painful for me to hear how emotional he gets when he thinks about where United is right now and the commercialization of the game and there's things that you just can't stop. That part of it you can't you can't really stop right now because it's become so commercial. But you know, he has told me about all the consequence of a lot of these decisions, and we've seen it, we've experienced it, we've watched it. You got the albatross that is Ronaldo now at Manchester United. I don't care that he scored twenty goals last year. He's not the future. The minute you signed him, it was it was definitely something that was a short term signing. That's a huge problem. That's not a move for the future. Um, You've got players there that don't want to be there. And I will say this, Ten Hag has come into a beehive, uh, the Dutch manager that's taken over. But you have to give him a lot of credit. I watched his post-match interview. He handled everything. Uh, incredibly professionally, a lot of respect to him on that. And I would say also David De Gea, who didn't have one of his better days. Um, Those guys handled the press as best they could, but there's definitely people that have not checked back in, that are still checked out, that probably don't want to be there. It's hard to attract players there because you're not in the Champions League, Um, believe it or not. Can you imagine saying that? It's hard to get people to want to come play at Manchester United. Pretty hard to believe that. They were down 4 0 after 35 minutes. Um, sad to see uh, that historic club where it is right now. Meanwhile, the blue Manchester version of, Man, uh, of the city of Manchester, Manchester City winning 4 0 in dominating fashion at the Etihad. That was over Bournemouth, Gundawan in the 19th. The elegant Kevin De Bruyne. And De Bruyne in the 31st, Phil Foden in the 37th, and then there was an own goal that came off of Lerma. Um, both City and Arsenal now sit with the full three points in the Premier League, are the only two teams to do that at this stage. They had 67% of the ball, which, I mean, they dominate possession every game. Erling Holland did not score, but did, but did play a part in a lot of the buildup in this one. He didn't get on the score sheet, he had two in their opener. Leeds, 2-2 at Southampton. Now, this one's got an MLS flair to it, which you got to love. Rodrigo Moreno getting both goals for Jesse Marsh. Eribo and Kyle Walker-Peters getting the goals for the Saints. And it was 2-1, Leeds United. And then in the 81st, they concede to Kyle Walker-Peters. Leeds had a little bit more of the ball in this one. But this one's got a big MLS flavor. And an American flavor. So to see Brendan Aronson and Tyler Adams getting the start for Leeds, while another former MLSer, Jack Harrison, who, by the way, played his college soccer at Wake Forest before going to Major League Soccer. He's an incredible story. uh, No question about it. But Leeds uh, had a chance to go to a full six points after two games. They get the draw at Southampton. All right. Since we're big fans of Robert Plant on his own, um, and we know he's uh, in Austin in and out a lot, his uh, Wolves 0 0 with Fulham, Brighton uh, another 0 0 game with Newcastle. And then, of course, uh, we did mention Nottingham Forest over West Ham. Uh, those are some of the score lines from the weekend. You uh, had Chelsea and Tottenham, Hotspur 2 2. That was in a contentious affair. It was a late-time goal for Tottenham and Harry Kane. And then, I don't know if you saw at the final whistle, though, when Thomas Tuchel of Chelsea and Antonio Conte of Tottenham shook hands, somebody grabbed the other guy's hand. It led to a little bit of a bruja. Uh, It's going to add to the lore of their return leg. And that's what we had there. All right, other scores uh, in the Premier League. Uh, I mean, uh, match day coming up here, number three. You got Spurs hosting Wolves. You'll have Everton, Nottingham, Forest, Leicester City, Southampton, Fulham, Brentford, Crystal Palace, uh, Austin Villa. That'll be an interesting match. I think this is a good one here for me. I'll circle this one. These two I'll circle. Leeds United hosting Chelsea. That'll be next Sunday. And then Manchester United uh, at home at Old Trafford against Liverpool. And you got to say to yourself here, what will that elicit that's pretty amazing timing when it comes to scheduling with united so poor in their game at brentford and now in a hugely emotional rivalry match with liverpool at home at old trafford that uh, that'll be next monday a week from today all right we're going to take a break here on the horn at austin texas this is soccer matters on the horn presented by john Daspit and the Daspot law firm it's daspittlawaustin.com their number is 512 865 6710-512-865-6710. All right. So John and his firm, the personal injury attorneys are going to handle your case. Nobody wants to get in an accident, but if you do, there are times you need representation. There's no better person to go to than John Daspit's firm. John Daspit and the Daspit Law Firm. DaspitLawAustin.com. Again, 512-865-6710. They're bilingual. Uh, they also present our show in Houston. So if you look at it from a general perspective, and I hope some of you listen to the show in Houston, because it's not just Houston Dynamo. Yes, yeah, sir, there's some Houston-centric things, but uh, it, it's your sport. So I hope uh, some of the Austin fans are, are, are of the show are listening into Houston and vice versa. I know it does happen and I appreciate it. We always appreciate it. All right, so John and his firm, they'll handle your case It's daspitlawaustin.com. Another weekend of ridiculous amounts of goals being scored in Major League Soccer. We're going to come back. We're going to talk some Austin FC. Incredible drama at Q2. It's Verde Talk next on Soccer Matters here on The Horn in Austin, Texas, presented by John Daspit and the Daspit Law Firm. All right, welcome back to The Horn here in Austin, Texas. Soccer Matters presented by John Daspit and the Daspit Law Firm. DaspitLawAustin.com. You give them a call at 512-865-6710. John and his firm, they're personal injury attorneys. Uh, They're going to handle your case and represent you 24-7. You might drive an 18-wheeler. You might work uh, construction. Uh, You might be in a boat accident, car, motorcycle, whatever it is. It's not a comfortable time, but it is a time where you need representation. We suggest our presenting sponsor. He is John Daspit in the Daspit Law Firm, daspitlawaustin.com, bilingual at 512-865-6710. And by the way, John and his firm, uh, they are big soccer fans. He's gone to Austin FC games. Uh, I've been over in Europe uh, when I was at an Old Trafford and, and Manchester United Aston Villa game, and he was down at Chelsea. So he is a big soccer fan. And as I always say on this show, one of the ways to make the world go round is support the sponsors that are supporting your game. So whether they're Austin FC sponsors or sponsors of Soccer Matters, um, sponsor them and uh, use them uh, as they are putting money into your game. And in this case, specifically as a presenting sponsor of the desk law firm is bringing soccer commentary to you all right lamontbrands.com that's where you get your soccer matters t-shirt get over to lamontbrands.com great guys jerry lamont and his brother uh, you get the soccer matters t-shirt all the proceeds will go to the 501c charity snowdrop foundation and by the way um, these are really cool t-shirts you're repping your game and then of course uh, all the proceeds go to an incredible cause pediatric cancer, uh, awareness and scholarships, by the way. And the thing is the quality of the cotton of the shirt, excellent for the heat it's lamontbrands.com would love for you to get the soccer matters t-shirt. And if you do uh, send us uh, some photos, we'd get a lot of great photos of people wearing them in different places, uh, around the country. So thank you for that. All right. Uh, Let's get into a couple of things here. First, 117 goals in the last two rounds of Major League Soccer. Now, let that sink in for a second. 117 goals. That's an average of over four goals a game. Let that sink in. And that leads to discussion. Because a lot of times when you hear international players come to Major League Soccer, you hear pretty consistently, yeah, I wanted to come to a league that's a little bit more open. Um, We hear that. We also hear "Ah, it's it's less tactical than Europe and some of the other leagues around the world. I think in some ways that's fair to say. I think you also have to factor in the modern pressing game now and teams taking more risk and committing more players forward and really pushing high outside backs, which sometimes leaves you numerically in a little bit different place and less conservative. That leads to more goals. So uh, it is remarkable, but that's an average of over four goals a game. That's pretty fun stuff. That's entertainment. I don't know how you feel about it, but there's a lot of ways you can look at this. Now, purpose of play of Austin FC, it's steadfast. It's not hard to figure out with Josh Wolf that there is total belief in the way that they approach games tactically. And by the way, you saw that last year, even when they struggled to score goals, you saw Josh Wolf laying the foundation and some of you wanted him fired. And last year, even when they struggled to score goals, you saw them trying to establish their purpose of playing. By the way, they moved the ball well, they got forward, they got into the final third, they created chances. They didn't finish them last year. You got Drew halfway through the season too when he was working his way into it. Frankly though, in, in transition, when they lost the ball from a defensive point, collectively, they were a nightmare. That's been corrected. Whether you want to point to Ruben Gabrielson, in some ways, uh, I think a lot of that has been corrected in managing games. There's a lot of things that go into this and we can take our pick. Austin FC have had some strange start to game this year, though. Certainly at home. They've dug themselves a hole yet. They have responded. Uh, Post-match John Gallagher spoke of the acoustics, the energy at Q2, which can influence the home team. And I think sometimes, uh, from the standpoint of focus, get you away from the tactical plan because you just, you're just in this cauldron of passion. you got people pushing you maybe to do more running than you need to do at times. I have often asked Josh Wolf about this. He's mentioned it as a challenge to cut through um, as far as the acoustics, the energy, the passion of the crowd and keep players focused on the tactics and frankly, the task at hand, not to mention, it can be uplifting for opponents. Don't forget when they come to Q2. I mean, what pro doesn't want to play in that environment week in and week out? What pro doesn't go on the want to go on the road and be able to come in uh, to somebody else's home and do damage? You know, when it comes to getting a result, uh, a cavalier spirit, those are all wonderful opportunities. Now, this Austin FC team, to me, is a bold group, a group that have... Shown the powers of recovery, but also have the weapons. And I and I say this again: the weapons, the individuals to get back into games quickly. Not every team in Major League Soccer has this assembled. You can see them week in and week out. Sebastian Driussi, Diego Fagundes, Alex Ring. Before I get into a lot of others, others. In the case of this last game, Danny Hooson. Other teams at MLS don't have this in their toolbox. They don't have these weapons. They don't have these individuals that can make plays. So respectfully, I think of the Houston Dynamo who I cover. And it's not for lack of effort. It's not. It's quality. Nothing defeats or breaks down the best laid out tactics in football, in my opinion. I think this is a pretty easy one. Than the individual. The individual can wreck the best laid out tactical plan. So when Austin FC confronts low block defending teams, you certainly have to have players that can play in tight areas, that can make plays in small little windows. Austin FC has them. Hey, what a revelation, right? I'm like I'm telling you something you don't already know. Having individuals that can make plays is vital some teams just don't have enough austin fc clearly does look at the goal Gabriel jesus scored for arsenal if you get a chance go back and look at that video and what small space there is to pull off something like that to see it execute it it really is pretty remarkable and i think we sometimes take it for 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 granted some teams just don't have enough of those players They just don't. Strong mentality. That's something else that's been moved into this team. Now, most are not going to want to talk about it, but I'm going to say this that it has to be a little bit troubling right now that Austin FC is conceding these goals in volume. Despite winning, despite winning. Austin FC is having a remarkable season. They are the stadium show, in my opinion. They're showing the league how to bring entertainment. They're the Rolling Stones of MLS, all due respect to LAFC, who will say otherwise, and all the other great environments. But the show, the results, the drama, the coming from behind, I don't think anybody can match that right now. And again, that's all due respect to LAFC and other great environments. By the way, it it is the number one goal scoring team in the league, Austin FC, with 54, number two in the West. 14, five, and six on 48 points, played one more game than LAFC. But the show, the drama, the results, the scripted comebacks after conceding goals to opponents, it's crazy. And let's not forget the playoffs are a second season. And here's where the concern comes in. The leopard spots will change. All the body of work of the regular season. It will go out the window. Ask the New England Revolution. Ask the Colorado Rapids, the number one and two teams supporter shield last year. Dropped out early because they had a bye. But the second season is the second season. Nobody cares about the supporter shield winner in this league, except men in a locker room and coaches who know what consistency is. I'm all for it. I love it. It will never get its due because this league is all about simply the playoff system, that's what it's about. It's about the playoff system in major league soccer. Nobody and anything else is ever gonna be more important than getting in the playoffs, going on a run in a league where the playoffs are the most important. It's not the supporter shield, it's not promotion relegation, we don't have it. But people like me, people like you, a lot of people will go, Wow, I I am impressed by consistency, the body of work, what's done throughout the course of the season. And I'll still maintain right now that the Supporter Shield winner should get some kind of huge advantage for putting a body of work together, whether it's financial, whether it's some kind of salary cap uh, relief or or something that gives them an advantage for for being the best team over the course of a season. More bonuses, whatever it is. so it is a little worrisome to me, though, the goals that are being let in. And yes, I know the team keeps winning, but you're going to hit a game and you're going to hope this isn't in the playoffs, that you might not come back. You'll hit a few posts. You'll run into an unbeatable goalkeeper on the night and your playoffs are over. So make no mistake. Josh Wolf, his staff. Yeah, they're confident. And yeah, they they know they have the ability to come back but I do believe they want to take better control of some of these games from start to finish. You've heard the players talk about it. You've seen the team talk about it. There is no panic. There is no doubt about that. There is a very composed feel around this team, very confident right now. All right. We're going to take a break here. Uh, We're going to come back. We're going to go deeper into the Austin FC sporting Kansas city game. Uh, I'm Glenn Davis, your humble host. This is a, Daspitlaw.austin.com presenting Soccer Matters here on the Horn in Austin, Texas. By the way, you can follow me on Instagram at Soccer Matters GD at Glen Sock on Twitter at Soccer Matters GD. Would love the likes. If you like this show, please let us know. Uh, that means a lot to us. Uh, and we continue on here. Uh, there are great sponsorship opportunities for those of you who are out in the community and want to use this uh, soccer show as a vehicle of promotion. Uh, Soccer Matters presented by John Dasput and the Daspot Law Firm, DasputLawAustin.com and The Horn in Austin, Texas. LamontBrands.com. Get your Soccer Matters t-shirt there. We'll take a break. We've got more to come. It's Soccer Matters on The Horn in Austin, Texas. <laughs> Right, welcome back to the final segment here of Soccer Matters on the Horn in Austin, Texas. Glenn Davis here. Thank you for tuning in tonight. Remember, you get the podcast of this show at hornfm.com, and occasionally you'll catch me on uh, uh, Aaron and Bucky in the mornings, and uh, it's always great to get that support uh, throughout the station here. This is a, a soccer station in Austin, Texas, huh? We're going off the thing of theme of Austin as a soccer city. Well, Horn FM is a soccer station. All right, daspitlawaustin.com as always presents, bilingual at 512-865-6710, 512-865-6710. It's John Daspit, the Daspit Law Firm, daspitlawaustin.com. Any type of accident you get in, their personal injury attorneys are going to handle your case. They'll work for you 24-7 nights and weekends. And John has been getting soccer on the airwaves Uh, between austin and houston for many many years and we give a big thank you to daspitlawaustin.com again lamontbrands.com for your soccer matters t-shirts all proceeds go to the 501c charity uh, snowdrop foundation you can look all this up Um, it's an easy click great quality cotton t-shirts soccer matters right across the front And of course, you'll be supporting pediatric cancer scholarships, awareness, and fundraising. Like I said, uh, they print these t-shirts at their cost. We've partnered together. All the proceeds go back to the 501c charity, the Snowdrop Foundation. And it's something I'm proud to be a part of because the Lamont brothers are great guys um, and always looking to do things in the community and to be connected with them on this project is not only a lot of fun, but it's also fun for a very good cause. So it's a t-shirt for the cause, lamontbrands.com. Okay, let's get back into uh, Austin FC and Sporting Kansas City now and begin to talk a little bit about that game. All right, so Josh Wolf puts out Brad Stuver, John Gallagher, Ruben Gabrielson, Cascante, Lima, the back four, Pereira, Ring, uh, three set in front of them, and Fagundes, Triussi, and Finley, and then Maxi Arruti, up front. For Peter Vermees, a huge miss right now is Tamelia. You saw that it was a bit of a shaky game for John Pulskamp, their goalkeeper They're in a 4-3-3, Zusi, Ishamat, uh, Fontas, Ben Sweat, former ATX guy. He would factor into this game. You're gonna hear in a minute why. Espinosa, Walter, Eric Tommy, the new signing, he will factor in Johnny Russell, Agata, and Daniel Shallowy. Two things you have to say right away about supporting Kansas City. The two ends of the team that you can win games with, goalkeeper and striker, um, you're missing Alan Polito up front, huge miss, DP, and you're missing Tim Mealy in goal with all due respect to Pulse okay? So I would just factor that in. So if we go back to this game and we speak a little bit about kind of how this all went down, let's just start with this, um, Pontus. 12th minute, it's one nil. So it's a free kick for Sporting Kansas City. Eric Tommy, the new signing, takes it. Um, Stuver can't hold it. Fontes reacts quickest. Uh, I thought Brad had a good look at this after looking at the replays, although the shot did come right across the body of uh, the side of Diego Fulguez, but this is huge power kind of goes off his hands. I don't know, maybe his chest, uh, Brad Stuver And Sporty Kansas City players, you have to remember they're facing the goal. So if they're sharp and alive, they're running forward. They don't have to turn and go back towards their own goal. So uh, the minute this rebound comes, you can go back and look at the video. If you're astute, you're gonna see that they are sharpest, They're the quickest to get in there. Fontes is the sharpest in the penalty area. He gets the goal off the rebound. They look like bees to honey. So it's 1-0. 23rd minute, of got Now, you're always going to be disappointed if you're hit over the top with a direct ball. Being a former center back, I would say that. Graham Zussi is well in his own half. Hits this long ball, and it's one of those that you can only say Julio Cascante, Ruben Gabrielson might have been surprised by it, might have been caught slightly flat footed. Likely should have been a yard or two deeper to deal with it. But this is as direct as it comes. This is Route One. Roger Espinosa, by the way, is an unlikely source. He's the guy who makes the run. He's denied by a great save by Brad Stuver, but the rebound that got gets to, Brad Stuver's trying to get there with his feet to seal off the post. It gets squeezed in. It's now two nil after twenty three minutes. By the way, another direct ball occurred in Houston when Hector Herrera, the Houston Dynamo, hit a long ball to Sebastian Ferreira and he was isolated one on one in, in, in kind of of a similar goal that just came from very, very deep in someone's half. and let's let's credit the measurement of the pass uh, from Graham Zusi also. All right, so it's 2-0. John Gallagher, what a revelation. He's been at left back. He's gotten the job over Kolmanich. 27th minute, not the easiest ball to hit. And the way it's coming to him at the angle it comes to him, he gets his feet right. He he squeezes one past Pulskamp in goal. Now, Pulskamp did not look uh, comfortable in this game to me in a lot of areas. Um, I would say he's got to do better on this doesn't matter, it's squeezed in, it goes through a number of people, maybe he saw it late, Tim Melia comes to mind at this moment, the normal number one, Uh, you're missing your game changer up front in Polito, tough stuff, doesn't matter, John Gallagher takes a great goal, brings the crowd back, brings possibility back again. 40th minute, concede a free kick, penalty, uh, Ethan Finley, You know, it's probably got to pull out of that foul. Easy for me to say, not in the heat of the moment. Um, I would also say that I conceded a few penalties like that back in my day. So uh, we can be critical of Finley. He he had players there coming towards him. But when you're reaching from behind at that moment, uh, there's always definitely problems that could probably happen. Russell goes up the middle. All right, so it's three to one at the half. Okay, the script is set for... Basically what we call comeback city for the comeback for Austin FC. We've seen it it done a a number of times before. New York Red Bulls, San Jose. So you ready for the comeback? Yeah, I think you are. You get three unanswered goals. Cascante. Let's start with him in the 63rd. This is going to make it three to two. What a gamer this guy is. Julio Cascante. Looking forward to getting him back on the show and interviewing him. What a fighter and competitor, game in and game out. And he's not a stay-at-home center back. He joins in the attack, he takes risk, he's asked to do that, he's aggressive. So on this play, he keeps this play alive with an initial header, then goes out wide to Driussi. He gets to the back post, he pounds in the header. So now it's three to two. And I, I think fans really react to Julio Cascante and and you know his fire his competitiveness, is playing in both boxes, by the way. Gets in the attacking box a lot on set pieces and things. Sticks around sometimes after plays are still alive. And then what a great partnership with Ruben Gabrielsen. You get Gabrielsen who's you know got a little bit more of that uh, Virgil van Dijk kind of calm to his game. Right, the Liverpool center back. He got a good thing going there in the center back position. All right, Danny Hooson, 85th minute. He comes on. We all know the injury problems he's had. He keeps himself onside. Or I might say Ben Sweat keeps him onside. Combination of both. Uh, He turns, he swivels, he slashes in phenomenal body his body position and shape when he hits this is fantastic now let's be fair here though sporting kansas city are a mess getting out here if you go back and look at this they don't get pressure on the ball number one number two they're a mess getting out ben sweat the former austin fc player is late getting out he keeps houston on side but danny houston hits this sweetly you don't hit it better than this Volleying sometimes is about dipping an opposite shoulder. He dips the left shoulder and he becomes a volley king. And wow, what a goal. Electric brings the stadium into just absolute ecstasy. And you're going right now, yeah, you know what? What a great point. No, you're not. You're going Austin FC is going to win this because this is what they do. And then you get into stoppage time. And then what I would say is the league's MVP right now with all due respect to others, Sebastian Driussi, 25 years of age. Zenit St. Petersburg is where you got him. This guy's a bargain. This guy was astute scouting. This guy, I don't care how you got him, is a a phenomenal signing, a phenomenal watch every home game at Q2 Stadium. So Driussi, We'll get on the end completely unmarked of a ball here. Now, this is a comedy of errors, too, for sporting. But these are the things that happen when you're under pressure and you're, you're coughing up a lead and you're choking a lead. And I can only imagine how frustrated um, Peter Vermees is, the manager of Sporting Kansas City, on this game. I mean, this, this game just kind of epitomizes their season. So ball comes into the back post shallowly and Sweat deal really poorly with this. I, I, It's it's just, if you go back and look, it's just, it's a real struggle, gets passed into the goal. And then the magnet that is Sebastian Driussi is there to side foot this in. And it's just ecstasy. It's another three points. And now it is game, set and match, literally almost on the last kick of the game. What entertainment, what excitement, what drama, and it just seems to happen week in and week out at Austin FC. So if you're a commentator for them, uh, TV or radio, you're a fan, you're a part of this organization, front office, and you're having a great time and you're prideful. You got pride and you're excited. All right. uh, just wanted to talk about what was a pretty interesting situation here to close the show out here between Thomas Tuchel and Antonio Conte. Um, so the, the, the two benches in the, in the Chelsea Spurs game at Stamford Bridge uh, seem to be going at it throughout, throughout the game. It ends in a 2-2 draw. It's a late goal from Harry Kane. Uh, there was a bit of a melee uh, in stoppage time between players, the referee, uh, the VAR official was Mike Dean. Uh, The the game was just an intense rivalry. It it was great stuff. Tuchel said this quote, yes, and I think he enjoyed it as well, talking about Antonio Conte. It was nothing bad. I don't have any bad feeling. I'm sure he, he will not have. We fought for our teams. It happens. It's so close to here. And it was such an intense match. Both dugouts are very close. So it got a bit heated from both of us. So at the end of the game, they shook hands and somebody held on to the other guy's hand. I think it was Tuchel. And, you know, it looked like they were trying to get at it. And, you know, everybody milled around. Adds to the return, like, I don't think any question. Tuchel went on to say, I just compared it to two players who had a bit of a fight on the field. Nothing happens. Nobody gets injured. The players, if you have a hard tackle, fair tackle. If you don't go and apologize, there's no need. Both of us were fighting for our teams. That was it. Nobody got insulted. Nobody got hurt. We didn't have a fist fight or anything. Conte said in response, "quote I think that what happened, we did enjoy, it. but the next time we will pay more attention, and don't shake the hands, and we'll solve the problem. He stays on my bench, I stay on mine, with my staff on one side. No problem about this. It would be a pity if for this situation we miss the next game. Well, both managers will be suspended for their next Premier League match. Spurs are hosting uh, Robert Plant's Wolves on Saturday. Chelsea traveling." to Jesse Marsh in Leeds on Sunday. So there you go. Uh, You love the passion sometimes. Uh, You love the reality of it. I love the competition and the passion and the competition definitely came with Tuchel and Conte, two strong-willed managers. Excellent stuff sets up a wonderful second leg. And you know, sometimes uh, professional sports gets a little too commercial, a little too buddy-buddy not in the case of Chelsea and Spurs this past weekend. All right, that's going to do it tonight here for Soccer Matters on the Horn in Austin, Texas. Thank you for tuning in. Please check out the podcast uh, for different segments of this show or to hear it in its entirety at your time. You go to hornfm.com. The show is always presented by John Daspitt and the Daspitt Law Firm, uh, daspittlawaustin.com. 512-865-6710. They're bilingual. Uh, We appreciate everything uh, that John Daspitt and the Daspert Law Firm does uh, to get the show on the air. Uh, does not get on the air without him. By the way, it does not get on the air without the, the horn in Austin, Texas, uh, believing in the great game of soccer slash football. For producer extraordinaire, Ty Henderson, I'm Glenn Davis. Until next Monday night, don't forget, Soccer Matters will be back. And uh, I do want to remind you that Soccer Matters is something that is a, port, uh, is a part of my day every day. It's a part of many of the listeners' day, and we appreciate you tuning in and listening. Hit me up on Instagram, at Soccer Matters GD, at Glenn Davis Sock. Uh, again, for all you tuning in, thank you tonight. Podcast at hornfm.com. I'm Glenn Davis. Good night, everyone.